Veshem Hashem Naaseh Venatsliach. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight. My live audience, my uh, non-live audience. Veshem Hashem. Today's topic is a very exotic one. And I have to give a disclaimer because I was talking to my mentor, Chacham Svi. Um, tonight we're going to talk about the mitzvah of having children, birth control, just the surface condoms. And the main thing is not to waste your seed for men. Uh, and a little bit fertility issues. But um, I want to make a very clear disclaimer here. This shiur is for adult population. So if you're not adult, please don't look at it till you get to be 18. And also, the purpose of this class is only educational. In practical places, you should go and get advice from a competent halachic source, a posik, a, um, your local chacham of your city, somebody that is a expert in Jewish law, in halacha, and he's well, he knows the sources. The details of this class we don't want to get into. We just want to bring up the issues so people know to ask. Because I am not an expert in these issues. Uh, just being a rabbi of the community and I got a lot of requests that I should dwell into these, just the surface. So again, for the second and third time, the topics in this class are general and educational. There's many, many details that could change everything. And for practical situations, hopefully this will bring make you aware. We want to raise awareness. Then you go get direct advice from a halakhic, competent, uh, postic Torah advisor. The first commandment of the Torah is what? God told Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava, Peru Urvu. Have, be fruitful and multiply. It is such a big mitzvah that we sell the Sefer Torah. Behind me, we have a few Sefer Torahs here. If the community and the bride and groom cannot afford to make a wedding and start life together, a community must sell their only Sefer Torah to ensure that this new young couple, so that you could just imagine, is there any more, anything more precious to a Jewish synagogue than their Sefer Torah? It's a big mitzvah and the, the congregation must sell their Sefer Torah in order in their community, this new couple, if it, if push comes to shove. And how many children do we have to have? So you have to have at least one boy and one girl. So, for example, if somebody has 10 girls, if he has the financial and his wife is willing, <laughs> you shouldn't give up. Yeah. Like me, they shouldn't give up and uh, keep on trying till they get the boy. Now we want to go into a very sensitive issue here. And that is, is why do we see religious families have so many children? Now, there's many reasons for this. God bless him, one of the greatest... Uh, people that really was truly 
a father to all the Jews of the world and spread the light of Torah to everybody like the Lubavitcher Rebbe would tell his followers that they should have very, very big families. And because I want to tell you some fascinating idea from the Ben Ishchai. And since we're in the days of the Omer, tonight is the 27th day of the Omer, the, um, we, we have to talk about this. We know that Rabbi Akiva in the Talmud Yevamot page 62b, the Talmud brings a fascinating idea. That it says, Baboker Zerat Zarecha Olarav Al Yadecha. In Kohelet, King Solomon tells us a few words of wisdom, a nugget of gold and pearls of wisdom. He says, in the morning, you should plant your field, and even towards the end of the day, don't stop from working, still plant. So, the Gemara says, what does this mean exactly? It means, if you had children while you were young, don't say, okay, I have a boy and a girl, I have like two boys, two girls. Even when you're older, later in your life you should have kids. Why? Because you don't know which one of them are going to be super sadiq. Mm-hmm. And then Rabbi Akiva goes further. He says, if you taught Torah while you were young, don't say, oh, I want to retire, play golf the whole day when you get older. Because you never know which one of those students are going to be righteous and precious and worthy, worthy enough in the eyes of God. Because Rabbi Akiva saying it from the most painful thing that happened in his life. In when, while he was young, he got 24,000 students. All of them died in the time of the Omer. So Rabbi Akiva says, whether it's having physical children or your spiritual children, which are your Torah students, all the times of your life, you should create and be productive. And the Benishchai says a beautiful Kabbalistic idea. And this is one of the reasons why we see Baruch Hashem, one of my great mentors told me something, it was so heartwarming. He says he knows more than a few people that they almost have 1,000 children and grand, great-grandchildren because they had 10 children, their children, Baruch Hashem, had on average 10 children, and then their grandchildren had 10 children, so he, it, can you imagine one person, he, Baruch Hashem, people are living into their hundreds now. It's not uncommon people to be 90, 100 years old. The person literally has, you know what a, a heartwarming feeling it is? He has 1,000 descendants. Wow. That they could all trace themselves back. So, one of the reasons that the religious families have so many children is because of this Gemara. Rabbi Akiva, our great, the great sage and Chacham of the Talmud says that, and I wanted to say, Ben Ishai explains this Kabbalistically. He says when a person has children while he's young, 
It could be the reason that he's, when he's together with his wife to create this beautiful soul, he's doing it more for selfish reasons because he's never had intimacy with his wife. But towards the end of your life, why would you want to be with your wife? Why would you want to bring kids? It's 100% what? For the sake of the mitzvah. And we know when a husband and wife are together, the more they're pure, their their intentions are for godly and spiritual mitzvah, the higher soul they come. So the Benishchai says, it could be that towards the end of your life, since you're doing it purely for altruistic and selfless, Reasons just to bring more souls into the world. So, the soul that's going to come is more pure. And I said, it's no, I wanted to add to the Ben Yishchai, if I may, that we see this from Jacob, Yaakov Avinu. His last sons were so righteous, Yosef and Benjamin. And the Gemara in Shabbat teaches us that Benjamin was actually one of the four people that never sinned in his life intentionally. He was a Sadiq Gamur. He was a perfect Sadiq. And that's why the Holy Temple, the Holy of Holies, is actually located in Benjamin's. Even though most of the temple is located in Yehuda's property, the tribe of Yehuda, the holiest part of the temple, because Benjamin was that perfect Sadiq. So, mm-hmm. um, the Gemara here in Yevamot continues and says that, En ben David ba, Mashiach cannot come till... So basically, God has a big, big, big storage house where the souls are waiting to be reincarnated. And these new souls come in. And Mashiach can't come until all the people, they get to their tikkun. So the more we bring children into this world, the more we're becoming God's partner to bring the world to its fruition, to bring in the messianic times, until, till all the souls that are destined to come in. Basically, still, still that silo in heaven, where all these precious souls are, they don't come into this physical world, Mashiach can't come. So that's another reason why, even though, technically speaking, if you have one boy and one girl, you don't need to have a bigger family, but for these reasons, and now the third reason I want to talk about, is basically, especially for men, and again, this is a very sensitive topic, and my mentor, my Rav, my Rebbe Shlita, advised me to be very, and be, you know, be, be very general, and for practical family planning sessions, you should go consult with your local Orthodox Rabbi, and get specific direction for your specific case. But, birth control is very, very problematic for Jewish men. That's why, and I want to give a second disclaimer to this class. Obviously, I'm teaching to this class. I don't want anybody, God forbid, to get sick SDTs because of this class. We're talking about you're living your life the kosher way according to Torah, Birth control is a very big problem in halacha under Jewish law, especially for men. For women, it's a different situation, and the women can go uh, have their husband or, or, or as a couple go consult their chief rabbi of their city, their posek. But for men, condoms are forbidden. If uh, because 
it brings me to the most important part of this shiur, which is the um, big, big, horrible, terrible sin of wasting your seed for men to destroy and, God forbid, the um, waste that potential. Because the way that the, the Jewish halacha looks at each one of those sperm is, that could be a human being. And to just quote you the Shulchan Aruch, this Shulchan Aruch is really mind-boggling. If you have the... Um, I know because of the arguments I've gotten into, people don't necessarily appreciate that I really prepare and I base all my classes on very solid sources. So I want to quote exactly where I'm... This is... Look in the Shulchan Aruch, which is all of the nation of Israel acknowledges is at the authoritative work of halacha that we all have to follow. Chapter 23 in Evan Ezer, the third section of Shulchan Aruch, the, the Shulchan Aruch says it is forbidden for a man to waste his seed. And this is the most strict. Look what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. He's saying this is the most strict heavy-duty weight sin that a person shouldn't do. That's why a husband cannot go inside of his wife, then waste all his seed outside. That's that's why it's forbidden for a man and a woman, an adult man, to marry a woman that is not uh, bat mitzvah. And then the Shukhrar goes ahead and says that people that do this on purpose waste their seed through using their hand is a terrible sin. Somebody that does this in God's eyes, he's excommunicated. And that's what the prophet Isaiah says that your hand is full of blood. Because it's like in God's eyes, in the heavenly, in the spiritual, and, and I don't want to quote you the Zohars because they're too scary, but it's in, 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 in the mystical, and here even Shulchan Aruch is not a, it's a, the prophet is telling us, this is like, uh, each one of those seed and semen, since it has the potential to become a live human being, it is, uh, like a, Murder on each one of those. So, I want to backtrack here and say why. Why is it such a terrible sin? And where in the Torah does it say that to waste your seed is so horrible? So we know that Yehuda, Jacob's fourth son, Yaakov Avinu's fourth son, was, had a problem his oldest daughter-in-law, Tamar, um, his two eldest sons were killed at a very young age, under the age of 20, because Tamar was one of the most gorgeous women on the pl- planet Earth, in the history of mankind. And Yehuda's bo- children would unfortunately engage in this terrible act of entering her and then split, spilling all their seed outside of her. 
And because of that, Er and Onan, both of these sons of Yehuda, even before the Torah was given, even though we have another rule that usually God, the heavenly court doesn't punish anybody down here under 20. God lets you, even if you do the most horrible crime, but these two young men, see the Torah is just not a storybook. They were brothers? brothers? They were brothers. The first one... Brothers and sisters? No, no. Okay. Yehuda's oldest son, his name was Er, he got married to Tamar. Okay. He always used to spill his seed outside of her. Oh. When it came at the end of their cohabitation. Then Yehuda didn't, Yehuda didn't know this. So it was a, you know, it's a mitzvah of Yibum to continue your brother's marriage. So they didn't, they never had any kids. Now Onan, the second brother, took over his first brother's marriage. And he did make the same foolish and horrible mistake. He also died. And then we know eventually Tamar fooled Yehuda into being together and the parrots the the um through this crazy union of a father with his daughter-in-law <laughs> messianic came out of there because their child parrots like we read in Lechadodi, al yad ish ben parsi not parsi rabbi says no parsi the, the 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 lineage of king david is from parrots <coughs> which was a Crazy, crazy case there. Sorry, so Yehuda, he slept with... Yeah. Tamar. Yehuda ended up sleeping with his daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. And she had twins. And one of the twins, his name was Peretz. The, um, and this ended up being... King David. King David, the messianic lineage of Mashiach comes from there. So, that's a, that's a lecture. How is this possible from the darkest places, the biggest light? Comes. But Tamar was the daughter of Yehuda? Daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. So it was like, yeah. She fooled him. She dressed up as a harlot, as a prostitute, and she got Yehuda. So I just want to say something. If the fathers, if you have any teenage sons, the, uh, you know, you have to teach your children eventually about the birds and the bees, right around your son's bar mitzvah, every Jewish father that has the fear of God and wants to make sure that his son doesn't commit spiritual murder. Because doing this, and this stuff is, we read in the Shukhrach, this is the most horrible of all sins. Because it's wasting the potential, should have a heart-to-heart talk in a private manner and teach his son that uh, this is highly, highly undesirable, it is highly unrecommended, and... Uh, under no certain, he has to make it crystal clear that this is totally unacceptable and this is something that we do not do under any circumstances. Now, I just want to make something clear since we are living in a world where I was just, you know, some people, they uh, unfortunately... There's difficult, very difficult tests that a person is put in. So I heard from the great postek, one of the greatest postkim in America, Rav David Kohn, the Rav of Gul Yaivitz, he said in Ajap on a few occasions, 
as much as a terrible sin it is, and if you read the Kabbalistic books, the, it's, it's mind-boggling in the spiritual worlds, in the heavens, how much damage you do to the whole, each time, and there's books written up, up, about this, books upon books about books, but I just want to tell you, let you know, the most important thing is to say Shema Israel and those special things it says in the Sidur at night, because when you have, and the most important thing is to, what it says in the Shema Israel, to guard your eyes, because we have a tradition that the Yetzahara can only damage you and lead you to this horrible murderous path if whatever you see. So the mother of all evil comes from wanting to see it in your mind. That's why if you always engage in the study of Torah, it says in the Pirkei Avot of Rabbi Natan Bavli that If you're, the Rambam also says this very clearly, that all these thoughts, obviously everybody has to get married at the right time. If you look at my previous lecture, you'll see that what I talked about in the Gemara and Yevamot, that of course is a given, because we're human beings and this is a body need, bodily need. You know, God, there's, there's, there's no coincidence why I started this class and said, the first mitzvah is to get what? Married. Married. Because once you do that, then, it doesn't let, you don't have to battle and fight with the second problem of the class, but the, definitely, the antidote is to guard your eyes, always have in your mind Torah, and I heard from Rabbi David Kohn that if push comes to shove and you're about to God forbid, commit adultery or commit actually a sex, physical sexual act which is forbidden by Torah. It is of course better if you can to waste your seed than obviously go commit adultery or go sleep with a shiksa or because uh, we know what Pinchas did to those people in a more actual way. So um, just to go a little bit more into how much of a horrible thing, there's a Midrash in the um, fascinating Midrash, there's a Midrash that says one of the main reasons God brought the Mabul, the flood of Noah, was because these people in the time of Noah, these gang of people, they were geniuses. You know what they would say? In an evil way. They were Frankenstein geniuses. They said they were freaks of nature the way they thought, how, how evil and twisted they were. You know what they said? All of the evil people, a vast majority of the people in the time of Noah got together and said, we're not going to have any more kids. What are we going to do? We're always going to waste all our seed. That way, if we don't have kids, God is not going to destroy us because then He's not going to have any more world. You understand? Then, God said, the re- because the reason why God bought a flood and not fire, God could have burnt the entire world. Why did he bring a flood? Because the semen is hot. It's, it's your body temperature. And that's how they all died. Because you know, the main way that all the people during the flood of Noah died was from the hot water, the geysers from the center of the world. Right? So, 
This is obviously something that is a very sensitive topic. A person should um, get married at a very young and ripe age. And I just wanted to scratch the surface. Obviously, we know that um, sometimes the semen needs to be taken out because the, uh, as a rabbi of a community, it's heartbreaking. Couples, some, sometimes they get married late and they have fertility issues. They try all the pills and it's been 10 years. So is IVF and artificial insemination where they take the semen out of the husband and they put it in the, in the wife, is that okay or not? So again, I want to give a disclaimer. Some opinions are very strict. They don't believe it could be done. But again, you need to get guidance because I want to say the, the rabbi that we follow, Rabbi Vadia Yosef, in the second chapter of Yabi Omer, is IVF permissible under halacha and artificial insemination? So Ravavadia, to read him verbatim, he says that if every other avenue was t- tried for them to have a natural birth, and it's been a very long time that they're unable to, and you have gone at least to two very expert doctors, and they say there's no other way Right? You went to one doctor and you got a second opinion and the second doctor also says, he says it is impossible for your wife to get pregnant unless you do artificial insemination and in IVF. Then Rabovadia says that it is okay. You can, you can be lenient and follow the opinions that say this is halakhically permissible. You know there are some horror stories. That's why you have to be, this whole process has to be done under, there's the organization, beautiful organization from Jerusalem called Mahon Pua. The whole process is done under the very, very strict eye of kosher Jews to make sure that the semen of the husband is not some other semen isn't mixed in there. Because there are horror stories. It just was in the news a few weeks ago that a, a, a couple, two women, which is obviously against Allah, we don't want to open that can of worms, oh, but they wanted a white child, they went to the sperm bank and they had a black child when the woman, when the kid was burned. Because the, the sperm got mixed up. Oh, so Ravavadya says clearly that there has to be, just like, there has to be you have to make sure the sperm is kosher, which means it's under, it's the husband's sperm, it has to be under constant, like lock and key, and there's very special mechanisms that to make sure that kosher Jews are bearing witness that this sperm hasn't been tampered with, right? Because that is a very big problem, halachically. Yeah. Right? You don't want the horror story of... Uh, this husband and wife that are both Ashkenazic Jews with blonde hair and blonde eyes, a black kid comes out. Mm-hmm. And things like this have happened, unfortunately. And the um, unfortunately in the medical field, there are doctors that will tamper with the sperm 
because they want to have a higher success rate and add, add other people's sperm into the thing, so it'll be a higher effective rate. So everything, there's this, this organization, I mean it's heartbreaking to see these couples in such pain, they see all their colleagues and neighbors have many children, so definitely they're, go Google it, Machon Pua, they, they help you, they have centers all around America and the world that halachic nurses that are orthodox and doctors that are trustable, they'll make sure that it's purely, purely the wife's egg and the husband's sperm. And uh, actually, Dr. Sofer that wrote this amazing book about um, I about Jewish medical ethics says that Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach, a colleague of Rav Avadi Yosef, the chief halachic authority of Israel for many years, that half a million people went when he passed away. Half a million people visited him to give him honor at his um, ceremony of his um, funeral. He actually says the same thing that it's 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 probably highly recommended that there should be two kosher witnesses watching all the processes of the IVF. They're like mashkiach. I mean, we don't want to make fun or anything. Just like kosher food always has to be somebody, especially meat, somebody has to be watching. This is even more strict because we don't want some unethical doctor bringing his sperm from another person. And tr- because but it has to be from the husband and the wife. Yeah, yeah. The husband and wife definitely want this to be their child. Okay. So, um, again... It cannot come from anybody else. A lot of people don't know this. What? It can't come from anybody else. No, no. And they don't want it. The husband and wife want this to be... Since they can't have it in a natural way, but it's the... That's the understanding. Because surrogate, unfortunately, I had two cases like this in the last few years. Surrogate is highly problematic. I personally asked the chief rabbi of Israel right now, Rabbi Yisak Yosef, surrogacy and that can of worms is not, even if it's the most horrible case and the couple's going to get divorced, the answer that I got in my situations was that it's highly unrecommended. So may Hashem help us. That all the couples, uh, you find your soulmate, Amen. At the right time, and uh, we have to really be careful not to get into this uh, terrible sin of wasting the seed. And again, at the final moments of this class, this class was educational just to bring up the subjects. For details, in practical situations, you need to go consult a competent, competent halachic authority. Please have a wonderful day and don't forget to subscribe.